Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Mikuchi, and you are listening to the Jazzes podcast. everybody, Jazz Asia Online Editor Matt Mikuchi here, welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today, a series that we simply like to call The Jazz Is Podcast, and that is brought to you in conjunction with Jazz Is Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz Is editors, and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. Our guest today is a jazz fusion veteran. Drummer Bob Holt talks about his sixth album as a band leader for MVD, a collaboration with co-producer Rob Stathis that is aptly titled Collaborative, and takes the listeners on an epic journey blending the worlds of jazz, funk, Latin, pop, classical and much more, with support from an incredible lineup of guest contributors, including John McLaughlin, Jean-Luc Ponty and Ralph Armstrong to name but a few. But we also take this opportunity to find out more about his early years, insights and experiences, including his time performing with the late great Larry Coriel. Lots to talk about, so let's get to it. Fire up an audiotini and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air, this is the Jazzy's podcast. Hi, Bob. Welcome to the Jazzy's podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. You know, it's uh, it's a little tradition that we have on this podcast series to break the proverbial ice, whether they could share with us a memory, perhaps from early life or childhood, when they, you know, they remember maybe falling in love with music for the first time and just realizing that maybe they would like to become a musician when they grew up. Yeah. Oh, there's many, but one that stands out was... Um our family used to spend the, the summers down on Cape Cod in Massachusetts. And I remember um, walking down the street and hearing some music off in the distance and uh, finding my way into this back little courtyard where a, a bunch of people were seated in rows and a band was playing. And it was a rock and roll band. This is probably, probably around 1967 or 68. And I was just, you know, taken by the drummer and just the energy that was coming off the stage there. And I never forgot that. It, that was kind of one of the first moments where I said, yeah, I would really like to do that. I'd love to play the drums. Why is it? What is it about the drums that particularly drew you to them? I just like the energy involved, you know, the uh, using all four limbs, you know, to try and put something together that uh, is musical. And I think just it fit my personality. You know, the drums, they say they basically chose me. You know, I could have played guitar, but I was more happy to be in the back there, just kind of laying down a groove and supporting the band. And at what point did jazz enter the picture? Uh, that was probably around 1970. Uh, my brother, who's five years older than me, I snuck into his record collection, <laughs> going through his LPs when he was out of the house. And uh, 
I picked up uh, some of the old CTI label albums that were in his collection and started looking at those cool pictures because all those records had wonderful uh, photos on them and the covers were really uh, interesting. So I threw one on the, on the turntable and started listening to it. I think it was a, a Freddie Hubbard album and just, you know, listen to the drummer and uh, on that one, I think it was Billy Cobham and uh, people like George Benson were on there. Just, a, you know, a lot of musicians that later on in life I would really be very interested in. And um, I just fell in love with it there. Yeah, that was kind of my first exposure. There's a liberating thing about jazz, of course, and, you know, an ability to express yourself in ways that perhaps in other more quote-unquote conventional styles you, you don't really get to do. Was that part of the reason why you started playing jazz? Yeah, you know, it was really like I started to go out and see bands that were coming around to uh, some of the universities in my area. Um, and these were jazz fusion bands like Weather Report and Mahavishnu Orchestra. Going to see them and hearing the music and, and seeing the musicians and what it was all about, that was the impetus for me to start to move in that direction. I just fell in love with the music. And, uh, you know, I kind of came out of rock and roll. So I had uh, I had this affinity for both of those. And then when people started merging them, uh, I got pretty excited about it and wanted to be part of it. Right. Because the rock and roll element is still kind of there, isn't it? Yep. It still had the energy of, of the of rock music, but it had more sophisticated chord changes, you know, time signatures, things more related to jazz. So putting them both together really was, was something else. It was new at that time and yeah, really exciting. Yeah. And, and in fact, it's still there in your own music as well. That's yeah. But tried to try to maintain some of the tradition and hopefully put a new spin on it, you know, stay relevant and something new that leads into this next album we've got coming out. Exactly. We'll, t we'll get to it later. But first, I wanted to also bring up the uh, something else that must have been a formative moment in your career that, uh, of course, there have been many moments throughout your career. But uh, working with Larry Coriel from uh, 2015 to 2017, what was that like? Well, that was a wonderful experience. I met Larry through uh, an acquaintance I had made while I went to Berkeley College of Music. I was working on my first album for MVD Audio. So I was able to contact Larry and he said, yeah, he'd like to he listened to it a little bit and said, yeah, I'd like to give it a shot. I never imagined that I'd start playing live shows with him. It, it just kind of, as time progressed, one thing led to another. It was just great. I mean, I spent a lot of time with Larry, uh, not only on the stage, but, you know, driving, driving to and from gigs. Um, he came over to my house and, uh, you know, we had a rehearsal. So I got to know him more as a person beyond just as a, a musician. And uh, it was a really intriguing personality, someone that really uh, had so much uh, in terms of uh, knowledge of music and then also some really funny stories uh, about, you know, the road that he's had gone through. And it was just a great experience working and playing with Larry. And do you have a memory from being on the road and playing with him that you could share with us? We went down to uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, it was myself, Larry, and, and the bassist, Ralph Armstrong, who had played with uh, Larry for years on and off. I just remember we had a two-night engagement there. And, uh, you know, after the first night, I thought I had done pretty well, but he took me aside, you know, and uh, 
being the godfather of fusion that he was, he kind of, you know, said, Hey, get with it, Bob. But, you know, it was, it was all fun. And, you know, it was, it was, he was serious. You know, I had to up my game. And then um, the second night he, after the show, he came over and said, wow, really you made a difference. He certainly, uh, you know, opened up your ears more and that was a good feeling. So it was kind of hair raising, but funny in the same respect. And, you know, sometimes it's good to receive some constructive criticism, right? Absolutely. I'll take all I can get from people like that. The track you are hearing is from Holtz Stathis Collaborative, which is available now, and that exemplifies Holtz's reputation as one of the top drummers in jazz and fusion today. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out Jazz Is Vinyl Club, a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz Is editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz Is, jazzis.com and these Jazz Is podcasts. Go to jazzis.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now, back to our conversation with Bob Holtz. You know, I was thinking about this, and if there's one word that has been prominent throughout your career, and especially in more recent times, it's it's the word vision. What does this word mean to you? For for the albums and the band and all, it's a it's an idea of uh, being a forward thinker. Uh, you know, the first album was called A Vision Forward, and trying to create something fresh. Uh, trying to keep the improvisation and the music in general fresh and and new and spontaneous. My vision is, you know, I I look at music, uh, I guess, from a more academic approach where I have, uh, you know, I think um, it's something I've got to do a lot of hard work on to to get better, Uh, meaning, you know, I've always kind of wanted to practice a lot. I've always wanted to study music and and put a lot of hard work and effort into what basically, you know, trying to develop some kind of a work ethic around music. Um, and, it, and it has, it's, you know, I'm not the only, the person that created that vision, but that, that has been something that goes back to my days at Berkeley college of music. You know, a lot of the teachers I studied with, they thought the same way, you know, yes, you have natural talent, but, uh, without a lot of hard work and study and going back and listening and understanding the tradition and, you know, the folks that played before you, you know, you're not going to really be able to have that foundation that I think you need if you want to really start to become some kind of an innovator in the music. And uh, so the vision thing really was that mixed with the idea of, uh, you know, having a forward thinking about what's what's coming down the pike in terms of musical style and how how I would relate to that. Does that mean that you still kind of maintain a healthy schedule of practicing? Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, that's the first thing I see in the morning when I get up is the drums. So, yeah, I, I get on the drums every day and um, I'm playing a lot live right now. The instrument's always going to be, uh, you know, a number of steps ahead of me, no matter how, how good I get at it. There's always more to learn and there's always more to uh, create. 
So, yeah, I, I have very much so have, uh, you know, that discipline that uh, gets me on the drums. I work out, of you know, books, play with recordings. Uh, and then, you know, I make time just for free playing to kind of work on the, the, my ideas. That's what I do at home here. And then recently, I've, you know, I've been working on, on, on the piano quite a bit, studying a lot of jazz harmony uh and I'm finding that really interesting. That kind of ties in with what I'm doing, uh, you know, and helps me, you know, when I when I sit down to write tunes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's right there in my studio, and uh, you know, if I stop doing that, I'm going to start feeling a little off kilter. I, I have to play every day, or I feel a little bit out there. So, how important was that that schedule that we talked about, that routine, that practicing during the the days of, let's say, the pandemic that we've just you know, we've just come out of, it seems like it's, it hasn't been that long, but now it's kind of gradually becoming, you know, normal again, quote unquote. But, but did that help during those tough times? Absolutely. Yeah. That and, and doing a lot of walking, but, um, hmm. you know, yes, I spent a lot of time, uh, kind of shedding and going back into things that I hadn't looked at in a long time. So I tried to make the best of that downtime. I think, you know, it, I think it, well, a lot of musicians, a lot of music was created in that period, and it's wonderful. It's all coming out now or just recently. You know, people were recording, people were keeping busy so that uh, they could try and stay positive through that rough period. And is that the case then with your upcoming album, Collaborative? By the way, it is a collaboration, as the title implies, right? Yes, it, it, very much so. We... Uh, we had planned to release the album, you know, like two years ago, but COVID, you know, created a delay of a couple of years. So, um, you know, the album was started back in um, fall of 2019 with the first sessions. So it's taken four years due to that break from COVID. And um, yeah, that, that's exactly, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of other artists out there that would have, could tell you the same thing they you know they started something just before covid it rolled in and they had to kind of shelve things for a couple of years well tell me a little bit more about the genesis of this partnership with uh, rob well rob and i uh, go back uh, as friends uh, to uh, the late 70s we used to go to a lot of uh, jazz shows together he lives in my hometown and uh, so we made friends there. And uh, what happened was uh, once I started collaborating with Larry, Rob got very interested in the production side of things. And uh, ever since then, since so it's been since like 2015, uh, we have collaborated on all the records I've put out. And uh, he's been he's got a very, very large ears someone that you know can see the big picture and uh understands music he's a piano player himself the relationship has been great you know we both uh, you know want to add something beautiful to the world we want to bring out some music that people might enjoy so you know here we are today with a new album coming out in september this is you know we feel that this is maybe the best one we've put out and uh, really fortunate to have some of the folks that are on this record with us. Um, so, yeah, Rob and I, uh, you know, we hope to do more. And was there any 
anything in particular, maybe in terms of style and concept or even approach that you sought to explore with this collaborative project? Yeah, well, the way I, the way it kind of came to was uh, I sat down and I thought about certain drum grooves. That's the way I started this thing. So I didn't want to repeat myself on each tune. So I kind of came up with a, you know, a whole series of different types of grooves. And then I started looking at um, the style that I wanted, you know, what time signature it would be in, and then started looking at possible arrangements. And I brought my writing partner, Billy Steinway, into the mix. He's a piano session player out in L.A., and he's worked with me on all my records. And so um, I I put a framework in front of him with that and then, um, you know, some melodies I had put together. And he, he and I kind of worked together to, to get the right chord changes that would, you know, enhance that all. And we finalized the tunes. So um, that's how, you know, how I, my writing style is. I, you know, I work with a keyboard player usually. So, yeah, we, we started out with uh, the first session. I think we did uh, maybe about six or seven tracks there in Los Angeles. And then when COVID rolled in, that kind of gave us some thinking time about how to finish the project. And in a way, it was a good thing for the project because uh, I talked to Ralph Armstrong, the bass player that I had worked with Larry uh, back in the day, and he was kind enough to contact uh, John McLaughlin and ask him if he'd play a little on the album. And uh, so that all happened during the whole COVID break. And uh, the same thing with Jean-Luc Ponty, who um, I met through Jamie Glazer, who is a guitar player on the album as well. And Jamie had played with, with Jean-Luc a long time ago on a number of albums. So, yeah, that, it, it kind of, uh, the delay because of COVID allowed us to uh, add more things to the record that I, you know, to, to finish it off. Bob, I thank you very much for joining us and talking with us. It's been a fascinating conversation. Oh, yeah, great to see you again. Thank you. And uh, we look forward to talking in the future. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Bob Holt. His new album, Holt Status Collaborative, is available now. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out our Jazz is Vinyl Club. Join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you. Just go to jazzis.com and click on Join Vinyl Club for more. And as music from Holt's Stathis Collaborative plays us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazz's podcasts, our print magazine, and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website, jazzes.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikucci signing off. See you soon. Music